we can evolve and give ourselves permission to, and that it can be something that grows and represents us in a way that, that a brand should. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 101, where we are so excited to bring Sarah Gillis on the podcast. Sarah has been a longtime Insta friend and client of ours over the past few years. She is a copywriter who specializes in helping female creative business owners, especially photographers, stand out through their words. There are so many topics that we could talk about with her, but in today's episode, we're talking all about her rebrand process with us and everything that it entailed, from when she knew she needed a rebrand to the emotions that come along with the rebranding process. We talk about it all. So let's dive in. Hello, Sarah, and thank you for being on the Duo On Air podcast. I'm so pumped to be here. Yay. I can't wait to dive in. Um, so just a little background. Sarah actually is a friend. She she became a friend in the Instagram world, and she's actually purchased a few of our, she was, you were in a group coaching mm-hmm. program, and then you, SEO, you've yep. purchased some of our SEO courses and all of that. So we have known Sarah for years, probably actually since Duo was born or close to right when Duo was born. And the funny thing about Sarah too, is that she is from my home state. So that yeah. was kind of fun. I was like, oh my gosh, she's from South Dakota. So we're two South Dakota Midwest girls. Um, and yes, yeah, so we just had that fun connection as well. She She's actually from or lives in the same town that my husband was born in. So that's so fun. Love yeah. It. Yes. So Sarah, how about you? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. Um, I'm Sarah Gillis. I'm a copywriter. I typically write for photographers, but also write for female creatives whenever um, I can. Um, I started my business in 2020 in the wake of the pandemic, and it has been a a really big journey that I've never really planned on. I thought I was going to be a teacher for my whole life and eventually get a PhD. And here I am as a copywriter and I owning my own business has been a wonderful journey. Um, it's been a really great thing to kind of see evolve from like those very early days when I was like, okay, I got to hit go on a website. And to now where I'm at, not only with my business, but with my brand as well. It's, it feels very me and I'm so, so glad that like I've taken this journey, but that you guys have also been there with me along the way. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny that you say like the 2020 and the height of the pandemic. Cause I think, I think we had started right before the pandemic hit. And then my husband, when the pandemic hit was like, so I think I want to start my own business. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, cool. I just started my own also, but I was kind of at that time still double dipping in the agency and duo. So uh, it was just, it's a very weird time to start a business and to, you know, develop your brand and figure out what you want to do and how you want to evolve your business. And, you know, the whole world shut down, but luckily 
for businesses like ours, we can do everything digitally and online. So yeah. there is a little bit of that silver lining when it comes to that too. Absolutely. So today, I'm, not, I'm not sure I would have ever had the courage to hit go on the business if it wouldn't have been for the pandemic. So yeah, and honestly, think- it's it's been great. I think a lot of brands were born when the pandemic Mm -hmm. hit. So yeah, I always kind of look at it as like, it was very unfortunate what the world went through, but also I think a lot of people learned how to kind of pivot and start doing the things that they wanted to do and kind of building their own little empires. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I'm so excited to talk about your brand. Um, I, when you first inquired with us about your branding, I was so, so excited. So you had done a lot of work with us with SEO and everybody knows that Abby's kind of the SEO nerd and genius of the duo. And I'm more of the creative side. So when you reached out and you were like, I want to rebrand, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, I just loved your, like, I loved you. I loved what you were doing, your brand that you currently had, and you just needed this rebrand and refresh. So I was so excited to start working with you on that. So backing up a little bit, how did you determine when the right time was to rebrand? Because I think a lot of people out there might struggle with this. There's Mm -hmm. people that, you know, like elements of their brand or know like, oh my gosh, my brand might be outdated, but what is it that really kind of push you over the edge? Like I actually need to rebrand. This is the next step in my business. Yeah. So this was in 2022. And so I had been in business for two years at that point, only full-time for a year. I was still teaching um, for a year on the side while I was building my business. Um, And when I kind of when I approached you guys in 2022, a lot had changed since the very beginning. I started out working mostly with real estate agents and then really pivoted, um, not to, you know, throw shade at real estate agents. I love them. They're just (laughs) very, it's, it's more of a transactional feel because of the nature of their work. Right. I wanted the opportunity to continue um, sharing stories and continue building a relationship over time with a client. And so photographers and creatives quickly rose to the top for me after I worked with a couple, um, during a mastermind that I was in. And so that kind of was a meaningful transition for me is really switching that ideal client type and figuring out, okay, if I want to work with people who are creatively minded, like me, like you, if I want to work with people who really are occupying a different space than what I was previously serving. I feel like I needed that, that visual identity to really kind of come front and center so that I could kind of align better with that. Mm -hmm. It also was just kind of a, okay, I hit go on the website initially in 2020 and didn't really look at the, the visual elements I focused a lot on like, okay, well, I just plopped that logo there and we're good. Um, But when it came to like bringing the brand to life, I realized that it really was a a personal brand that I was building and that as much as I like, you know, cursive scrolly text, it didn't fit the Sarah that I am today. And so Mm -hmm. I knew that as I was carving out not only this niche um, in terms of ideal client, right? Photographers, but also female creatives, but also thinking about who I am as a person and the way that I interact online. None of the pieces in my previous brand identity really felt like I was reflected in my own business. It just felt like very like a a thing that was outside of, of what I was doing every day. So All of that kind of dovetailed together to make me feel like, okay, well, if there is a time 
it seems like now. Cause I, I had started making that pivot in about 2021, end of 2021, um, into kind of working with more photographers and female creatives. And it felt so right that I knew that by then, by, you know, mid 2022, it was, it was time. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think there's just so many elements to what could determine that rebrand, right? So you were saying mm-hmm. like your your ideal clients, you were kind of switching who that would be, and you needed to be a little bit more reflective and like a space that they would come to and feel like they were being supported the way they wanted to, being a little bit more creative. And mm-hmm. then just kind of that like identity crisis, right? You're kind of like, well, shoot, like sure, I like these things, but that might not, that just doesn't feel right for my brand or for who I'm talking to. And it's kind of like your wardrobe, right? Like you Mm -hmm. have a certain specific style that you like to wear and it makes you feel confident. And the way you show up, you want to be, you know, confident and excited and happy in whatever you're wearing. So it's kind of like the wardrobe for your business. You want to make sure that it fits, that it reflects you and that you are bringing in the right people. Yeah. And I mean, it evolves, right? Like, yeah like your wardrobe, Mm -hmm. your business evolves, like yourself, your business evolves. And so it just made sense to let the brand evolve too. Yeah. Was that a, was that a scary determination where you kind of like, oh gosh, like this is it. This is like, this is my new self coming out and I, you know, need to figure out what I want to look like, how I want to, you know, portray myself to my audience. Was that kind of just, was that a scary step to take? It was a little scarier to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to step into the, this ideal client space. Like yep. that was a little bit scarier to oh, say, for sure. I'm going to say no to, to the business that doesn't light me up and say yes to the business that does and hope that that, that business keeps coming. Yep. But the way that you guys walked me through all of the pieces and parts of the branding process and of really diving deep and knowing who I am, first of all, but knowing also, you know, what I do as a copywriter. I think that there were so many moments where I was just, I felt so seen and so understood that the process didn't feel scary. It felt like, like alignment. Yep. Yep. Well, that's good to hear. Well, I'm glad that that, that was the journey for you. Yeah. Um, so you kind of answered this question. So I was just going to kind of talk about like the personal experience and that um, rebranding brings a lot of emotions mm-hmm. and it can be like, it can be scary. It can be exciting. Um, it can be questionable because sometimes you're like, is this, is this right? I don't know. Like even changing your clientele, that's a huge step in your business. Like, okay, these are the clients I think I want to go after. And I'm going to also rebrand does all of this jive together, essentially, does this make sense? Um, I would love for you to kind of just tell our audience, like, how do you deal with those emotions? Like when they pop up, um, you said it was a great process, which I love to hear. But um, I'm sure there were some emotions along the way, you know, especially after even getting into the rebranding process and seeing, you know, we started with the the mood boards, and then we go to the brand boards, and then we go to the final assets. What were those emotions kind of along that journey? And if there were any that came up that were a little scary, how did you end up just dealing with those? Yeah, I think that I didn't expect it to be an emotional process because Mm -hmm. it wasn't for me initially, right? Like initially I was just like, I like this type of a font and I know I can't make a logo myself. So I paid someone on Etsy to do it for me and that was it, right? That was quick. Um, But I didn't, it wasn't an emotional decision at all in the first place. And so then when I was rebranding, I, it certainly was an emotional decision because 
it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a divorce from my previous brand, but it was an evolution and evolutions can be painful. Um, there's a leaving behind of some things. There's a pruning process and that can be emotional, but for me, it felt more like stepping into who I always was and who I wanted to be as, you know, a service provider, but also as a creative and as a writer at heart, as a teacher at heart, right? Like stepping into all of those pieces and parts of myself that, that I always wanted to be, that I always envisioned and allowing that, allowing myself the space to do that. And so it really felt empowering in a way Mm -hmm. to just say, I'm stepping into who I am and who I've always wanted to be. And this is the brand that will take me there. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love that. I think that's very strong and powerful. Like, I think a lot of people think of a rebrand probably sometimes as just like new visuals, right? So it's just like a new visual, it's new color, but it's so much more than that. And we've talked about that so much on the podcast, on our social, on our webpage is that brands are so much more than just a logo. And, and it's great if you're starting a business and you're starting mid pandemic, right. And you just need something to represent your brand doing that right off the bat. That's okay. Like, I think a lot of people get really nervous about that. And they're just like, I can't afford, you know, uh, thousands of dollars worth of a brand. Like I just need to get this thing going and I'm just going to purchase a a quick logo. I'm going to put stuff up on a website and we're going to like, we're just going to launch this thing. And that's totally fine. Actually, the funny thing is when Abby and I launched, so I'm the creative and the brand that we created, we, we barely put hardly any thought into it, which is funny because that's what I do, right? That's what I do for our clients. And we were like, we just need a logo. We need a website. And we always joke around that we had a one page website for like, I don't know, at least two years. And now we have just like thousands of pages and a a more solidified brand, but we're actually in the process of a rebrand for ourselves now too. And I'm just kind of going through all of these things also, like the emotional part of it and like, okay, this is our brand. We're actually going to step into who we feel we are, you know, and feel a little bit more empowered and showing we love our brand now, but we there's things that were that are missing, I think, and we can't wait to roll it out and show you all. But I think it really is stepping into who you are and just having that like, it's just that next level of yourself yeah. and your business, right? And that confident confidence boost that you want and you need, and you're just super excited about. So I love that. That's how you felt. Because I think a lot of people, again, just go back to those visuals. They're like, oh, I'm just changing my colors and my logo and it's that, but it's so much more. It's like actually about you and how you feel and how you show up for your business and for your clients. And it just encompasses all of that. Um, The visuals obviously tie into all of that, but it's so much more than just that logo or just that color palette or just that font. Yeah. And I think too, like initially in my business, when I first started, I wouldn't have understood that. I wouldn't have understood that the brand really encompasses all of the pieces of you, Mm -hmm. how you show up, how you serve your people. For me at the very beginning, it was literally, like you said, just a logo. It was just Mm -hmm. one thing. And so allowing myself the time in my business to like grow and to evolve and to allow my understanding of what, what a personal brand is and what it means to cultivate that kind of a, a posture was really, it was really encouraging to see other people doing it at the same time. I had watched other people, even, you know, not in my space, but other people in other creative spaces rebrand. Yep. Seeing the alignment and the confidence that came along with that for them, it was like, 
it was inspiring to me and encouraging to me that like, we don't have to have it all figured out when we hit go on our business, we can evolve and give ourselves permission to, and that it can be something that grows and represents us in a way that, that a brand should. And so allowing yourself that time to, to feel it out and to really understand who you are as a service provider and as a business owner and how you interact with your people. That was a really big gift for me too, is just Mm -hmm. having the time to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's super smart too, because I think, like you said, sometimes you just need to get that logo and you need to get that website. But then once you're in it for a while, you have grown, you're, you're growing every day in your business. But once you hit that point where you're like, okay, I, uh, like, I'm very clear on what I want to do with my business, who I want to attract. And now this is that next step. Now I really need to invest in my business from a branding perspective to really take it to that next level. And I think um, that investment is, that's a big investment and it's a very personal investment. So I think that's where it gets scary for some people. But again, I love how you said it just helped you to feel more empowered and it was just the right move for you um, holistically, not just again, visually. Right. So we've been talking that it's, you know, this brand is definitely more than just pretty visuals, um, but that, so those were all delivered to you, right? We, we went through all the process. We got the things finalized. Now comes the hard work on rolling it out. So some people hire all the things out and that's fine. Some people do the rebrand and they're like, here, do my website, do my social, do all of these things because they don't have time or maybe they don't want to do it. But uh, you took all of these assets and these elements and you rolled them out. I believe you did mm-hmm. that, right? Yep. Personally, yep. that's what I thought. And you've done a phenomenal job. Um, I was so excited to watch like just the evolution of like your social and your website. It's That's one of the most rewarding things about rebranding is when we hand off those assets It's fun to see how the client takes them and makes them work within their world. Um, Tell us a little bit about that because that can be, it can be overwhelming because I think people are like, cool, I have this great like new brand that I absolutely love and it's perfect for me and my business, but like, uh uh-oh, now what do I do with it? Like now I have to apply it to everything. So I'm just kind of curious how that process went for you, um, you know, how long it might've taken you and just any tips or information on how you, how you took those assets and made them shine in the new world. Yeah, absolutely. It was such a fun process for me. I've been, I've been blogging or in the online space since about 2008 ish. And so Mm -hmm like tweaking websites and, you know, creating space for that in my life, but also in my creative brain is just fun for me. So that was a fun exercise. Um, I couldn't wait to get it all up on um, my website and really to update my social media because it provided that framework that I really needed. I was, you know, I was totally guilty of being that girl on Canva who was like, oh, this template's pretty. I like this one. Let's just plop it up there. And I needed desperately the structure that the branding elements provided, both the fonts and, you know, the colors, but also again, like the, the intangible parts of the brand, right. The, Mm -hmm. The parts that you can't necessarily touch and feel, um, So it was a really fun process for me. And from there, like rolling everything else out, I had a, I had brand photos done towards the end of 2022. And so after I had the, you know, my rebrand done that informed my brand photography shoot. And then, I mean, it just continues to inform all of the things that I do um, from, you know, offerings and programs to, you know, just the way that I 
construct my, you know, my postcards that I send to clients as I say, thank you. Like from everything, every part of it has been touched by the rebrand and has given me that framework to roll out across. And it's just given me so much more confidence in how I show up visually, but also just how I show up authentically online. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that you said the Canva thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've, <laughs> we've talked about that too on this podcast before, but it can be hard, like, especially in the Canva world, if you have a brand and you haven't had it like solidified yet, or if you haven't built on it and you don't have any brand guidelines or brand assets to work from, it is so easy to get sucked into that world of, oh, here's a cute template. I'm going to use this one today. And then the next week you're like, oh, here's another cute template. I'm going to use this one today. And then all of a sudden that you, and we, we know that Instagram, Instagram has its pros and cons, right? So it's mm -hmm. not like, but it's kind of your digital portfolio. If you know, other than your website, right. You're, you're right. kind of showing up in this space and showing who you are authentically and representing your brand. So when you start to use all of those random templates, because you don't have a brand that has all these assets and has all these guides, um, you can kind of just get in this whirlwind of using just random templates and kind of just looking disconnected. So yeah. um, I love that you said that because I think we've all been there. Like even when we first started Duo, you know, we didn't quite solidify our brand. We didn't quite, you know, we weren't quite there yet. And we were just like, oh, we're going to use this because it's cute. We're going to use this. And then you start to grow and evolve and you're like, oh gosh, like now we're actually being seen and we're actually getting clients. And like, we need to make sure that everything is consistent. I think that the huge thing about branding too, is that just that consistency. And you've done a really awesome job from your newsletters to your website, to your social space, to your brand photography in showing that consistency and really using that rebrand and those brand elements to uh, bring that forward for your brand. I think that I think that's hard for people sometimes mm -hmm. too, um, is being consistent. And, um, but I feel like if you do have all of those brand assets to work with, it comes so much more easy because mm -hmm. you have all of these things in, in your brand board, in your brand style guide, whatever it is that you have to leverage and use, you know, that you've got these five colors, you know, that you've got these three typefaces. And I think it just kind of helps you to stay in the right lane and not be swerving everywhere and being kind of like, oh, squirrel, oh, like this is pretty. And like, this is pretty. And because there are so many pretty templates on Canva, right? Mm -hmm. Or there's pretty, you know, website templates, but you really need to like hone it in and not be all over the board because then you're going to look inconsistent and kind of confusing, right? To your clients, you're not going to have that strong brand representation. So I think that's super important to kind of talk about that too. But again, we've already talked about it this in the episode. When you first start, that's kind of what it's kind of what you have to do, right? Yeah. Um, if you don't have the money to invest in a rebrand. And I think it's okay to give yourself grace and to do that. But there is a time and a place, I think, when you are evolving your business and growing your business that you should really sit back and ask yourself, okay, is it time for a rebrand? Like, are we at that part in our business where we really need to have a stronger brand presence and make it all come together? Yeah, I think that honestly, those first, you know, that first year or year and a half or so of business was really a discovery process, discovering mm -hmm. who I wanted to serve, how I wanted to show up online. And I didn't have that all figured out initially. And so playing around with this Canva template or grabbing that logo or whatever, that was part of my discovery process. And it wasn't, it wasn't until, you know, 2022 when I felt like, okay, 
this is who I am. This is who I want to be serving. This is the space I want to occupy. And this is what I've grown to know about myself and my business. Mm-hmm. And this all kind of came together with the visual elements and really just gave me that consistency and that framework that I needed. And I never feel stifled by that. I feel emboldened by that. Like yeah. it's something that gives me freedom instead of like, you know, holding me back. Like mm-hmm. I've always hated brown and red and none of those colors are in my brand. And so right. like, that doesn't feel like, that doesn't feel stifling to me. That feels like, well, of course it's not. Cause I don't like those colors. Right. Right. It's not me. Right. Right. And yeah. so it's, it's a, it's a freedom exercise for me to know what is my brand and what isn't it's not a stifling exercise at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also love that. Yeah. The, what isn't, I think, mm-hmm. um, I, I think a lot of people can get so hung up on certain visuals too. Right. Or they're, right. they're like, oh my gosh, I love all of these colors. And, and you're like, okay, that's great. Like you love these colors. You love these fonts. You love this look, but it's also very important to like, know what is it that you don't like, mm-hmm. because I, as your brand designer need to know specifically you know, if I go down this area of something that you might not like, and you, we didn't have that conversation, or that wasn't a part of the questionnaire or the discovery phase, um, I could be showing you something that you're going to like, even if it's just brown, right? You said you're Mm -hmm. not a fan of brown. If I put a little bit of brown in a sub mark or something, you would have been like, whoa, this is way off. Like I do not like brown and there could be that disconnect. right? Right. And we try to make sure that we don't ever get to that phase because when we work with clients, we send out a questionnaire, we have a Pinterest board, we have this whole process, but, um, we do, you know, tend to ask like, what are, you know, who are businesses that you like and that inspire you, but also like what are businesses that you want to make sure, um, businesses that you want to make sure that you're not, you know, looking like, or that you want to steer from, Mm -hmm. because you again, want to make sure that I'm, I want to make sure that I'm creating brand for you that feels right. And that you're going to be excited about. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think for me, I've always felt to my core that it's going to be a personal brand. I don't really want the like an agency type of feel. I don't want right. it to feel corporate. I don't want it to feel like stiff. And so modern was not necessarily a word I wanted to use. It was more mm-hmm. playful for me that I wanted. Yeah. And just knowing that, knowing that distinction, I didn't want to, it to feel corporate. I wanted it to mm-hmm. feel authentically me and that is playful and lighthearted. And so knowing I don't want this, but I do want that, even even that and feeling seen when when you would present me with ideas, that just made the process even better. Yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah. I that's one question that we ask in our questionnaire that I absolutely love and I hang my hat on so hard every time I'm recreating somebody's brand or starting a brand from ground zero is uh I think we say like give us three to six words that describe your brand and those three to six words. And usually people give me six, which is great because then I have more to work with, but those are so strong and powerful that I'm like, okay, I like, they've got a Pinterest board and they've got things that they love and they've pinned and they've got notes in here for that. But I also always go back to those three to six words because that those words can be so powerful in how your business comes to life visually, right? right? You might like these colors and these typefaces and stuff, but I need to figure out how to make those colors, those typefaces, that iconography 
work with these words too. So that's super powerful in just like knowing that you didn't want to be modern, you wanted to be playful. So mm-hmm. um, the, like even just those words in, in and of themselves are super powerful on how a brand comes to life. Yeah. So. And as a copywriter, I love spending time thinking about the words, right? Yep. And so it took mm-hmm. me a while to come to to those words that I knew would reflect me and, and what I wanted. I ask the same thing of my clients, right? Like, do you do you describe yourself as a wedding planner or a wedding coordinator, right? That has a different feel. Mm-hmm. The word choice has a different feel. And so I love to ask questions like, what words would you never use to describe yourself in your industry? And it, it, you asked that in a way that, you know, wasn't that direct, but like really helped me to understand this is who I am, which means this is who I'm not necessarily. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. So for anybody contemplating a rebrand, do you have any advice that you would offer them based on your experience? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, allowing time for my business to grow and to evolve and not hitting go on on a brand right from the get-go was Mm -hmm. really helpful. I know that some people might disagree with that, but I mean, based on my experience, that has been a really beautiful process. Um, Doing it two years in versus right at the beginning was really a great way for me to just feel more in alignment with the direction that my business was going. So allowing time for whatever is currently existing to kind of just exist and filing away ideas, filing away, um, you know, ideal client type or filing away these, Mm -hmm. these knowings that you have about yourself and about your business and about your client and allowing time for that was huge for me. I think the other thing is just not being afraid to, to be honest Mm-hmm. and to be vulnerable in in the rebrand process um i think that what's really important to me in in bringing my brand to life was that i wanted it to be reflective of who i am and how i authentically show up online and if you if you have specific goals or um you know tangible results that you want from your brand being honest about that and being um vulnerable in the process of that has been a really great thing to to just create that sense of alignment that i really wanted so i mean parts of it were you know i i love this color and this is why i mm-hmm. love this um this type of a client that i work with and this is why right like I'll always love serving photographers because it's so sentimental. They're Mm -hmm. memory keepers. And so a lot of those pieces and parts of myself and of what I enjoy about the clients I serve came to light in the rebrand process. And I needed to be comfortable in order to share those in order to get that brand that truly was aligned in the end. So even, you know, small memories, small moments that you can share with whoever you're having help you guide you through this process is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That is such a great answer. Um, Okay. One thing, the rebrand for your business, what was your favorite? I know it's not all about the visuals, but I'm very curious. What was your favorite visual part of the rebrand? Oh gosh. Like a piece, Um, piece of it. Was it the main logo? Was it a submark? Was it the pattern? Gosh. The colors. Um, I have always... I've always called myself or I've always referred to my business as word magic, right? Mm -hmm. Um, As a copywriter, I like to write word magic. um, And 
the way that you incorporated word magic maker into my brand immediately gave me like all the goosebumps mm-hmm. and it just felt like it, it again made me feel so seen and so understood and that was just a tiny piece of like the questionnaire that I created for you guys and to have that be elevated and like brought to the top was really really amazing it just helped me feel even more seen Mm -hmm. yeah it's one of those like subtle touches that really takes your brand to that next level right because it's Mm -hmm. your verbiage it's your words it's something that you like to say or like something that you sign off with so just bringing I love bringing in like just those subtle things into people's logos or submarks and I think that's one of the things where they they're like oh my gosh you figured out a way to like bring that into my brand that's so Mm -hmm. exciting and cool yeah I love that Honorable mention definitely goes to the patterns that you created. Okay. I love I, patterns, patterns are my favorite. I think the pattern was my favorite to create for you. So, yeah. Yeah. so everybody, fun. you got to go check it out. Yeah, um, so, so speaking of that, tell our audience where they can go to find you. And if you have anything excited or exciting going on on the horizon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm online at what Sarah said.com. Um, the, beautiful brand elements are there. Um, and so feel free to go check that out on social. I'm at hello, Sarah Gillis, no H on my name, just S A R A. Um, and then I have great stuff coming up. Um, I, at the beginning of the new year, I'll be enrolling for my group coaching program story sale, which is really kind of a a supportive process that walks you through polishing up your website, copy, thinking through email marketing, and really what profitability might mean to your business. And so it's one of my most favorite things to to do is to work one-on-one with with people, especially in the photography or the creative space, just to kind of help them elevate their copy so that their website can work harder for them. And they can kind of get off that content creation wheel of sorts that we all kind of feel stuck on it from time to time. So story sale will be enrolling. Um, you can check that out on my website as well. Perfect. And we will put all of this in the show notes too. So you guys can check it out there. So if you're a creative or a photographer and you are in need of some amazing copywriting, go hit our girl, Sarah up. And I just want to thank you, Sarah, for being on the podcast and for talking about your rebrand. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. And thanks for everything. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.